The scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, from chapter 1 verse 26 to chapter 2 verse 5. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly, despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so it was with me, brothers. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear, with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Just a week or so ago, Francis and I were with Francis' dad, Wretch. Uh, he's 80... Nine, thank you. 89 now. And uh, he's a wonderful person, very special. And in his working life, he was a minister for many years. He was actually minister of the church when I was a teenager. So I benefited hugely from what he brought. A very godly person. But it would be quite fair to say of Francis' dad that he's rather lost in the complexities of church life today and the role of people like myself in the leadership that I exercise. He would want to say that it's all just about Jesus and telling people about Jesus. Don't worry about anything else. Just tell them about Jesus. And actually that's absolutely right. And it's so, so important. And the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2, just this little phrase tonight, where he wrote to the church in Corinth, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Never mind all the rest. Just Jesus and him crucified. And we need to hear this today in the midst of an uncertain world, in the midst of conflicting worldviews, in the midst of what is often complex church life, it's all about Jesus. The focus of the ministry of Paul to the church in Corinth was Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the cross had a special mention. It wasn't just that I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ, but I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The cross had a special mention and that narrowed the focus even more. 
Jesus can never just be another person on the landscape of history, another prophet or another religious figurehead showing a different kind of way. Uh, the team mentioned earlier about Hinduism. It's so, so important because from a Hindu culture, it's so easy just to add Jesus. But that is not right. Jesus can never be just another person on the landscape of history. He dominates the landscape. He is the living Lord, the king of the ages, the pioneer of every generation. And the cross is at the very center of the life of Jesus. So Paul, in his ministry to the church in Corinth, said, I resolve to know nothing else except Jesus and him crucified. That moment of crucifixion is so, so important. It was, of course, a dark moment. There was physical darkness around the cross. There was a mental darkness. But supremely, there was a spiritual darkness as Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? And there, as the skies went black, as the crowds fell silent, as Jesus breathed his last, there was so much about that moment that was incredibly dark. It was a shocking moment as well. The disciples were in a state of shock that the person who they had been following for at least three years was now dead. He really couldn't believe that their Messiah, their friend, their master was hanging on the cross, having breathed his last. It was a dark moment, it was a shocking moment, but it was an incredibly powerful moment. Because forgiveness and new life were made possible through that supreme sacrifice on the cross. And the cross is all important today. Uh, I have a banner, which we're going to use this coming Friday, Good Friday morning, uh, outside Asda. And it has this image on it, Easter, rock-solid hope in an uncertain world. Rock-solid hope in an uncertain world. This moment of crucifixion is so, so important. And here are four very clear reasons why the cross is all important today. It needs to be at the center of our Easter worship and our thinking about church all the year round. Here they are. First, the cross is the center of God's eternal plan. The fact that Jesus died is no surprise to God whatsoever. The cross was not the failure of a plan, it was the fulfillment of a plan. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. It was the place where love and justice came together in the greater purposes of God. It was always the center of God's eternal plan. The cross was also the center of Jesus' redeeming work. Now, there are lots of other things that Jesus did. The incarnation of Christ was an amazing miracle that God himself became man and shared our human existence. The story that we remember at Christmas of how Jesus was born, how the word became flesh, 
how God became a human being. That's an amazing miracle. The resurrection of Christ was another amazing miracle. That death could not hold him. That the eternal son of God couldn't be kept in bondage in the grave. But burst out and came to life again. The ascension of Christ was a remarkable moment. When the one who came from the father returned to the father. But none of these moments provided what we need in order to become a child of God today. That needed the cross. The cross is the center of Jesus' redeeming work. Peter writes about it in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Jesus, the lamb without blemish or defect. The cross was the center of Jesus' redeeming work. The cross is the center of the Spirit's activity today. When we're baptized, we indicate in that public way that we've died to sin, that we're rising to a new life in Christ. And it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to live out that new life with the fruit of the Spirit, with the gifts of the Spirit. And the whole purpose of that is that we're following the pattern of Jesus. We're following the way of Christ and the characteristics of the life of Jesus as he journeyed to the cross are the very same qualities that we need to demonstrate when we live out the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness and self-control. And the gifts of the Spirit are the gifts of Jesus which come to us because he died on the cross. So the Holy Spirit makes Jesus real today. And the Spirit's work is also based upon Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So the cross is so, so important. And the final reason is that the cross is the center of the believer's spiritual growth. Your growth, my growth as a Christian depends upon the cross. Jesus said to his disciples at a very significant turning point in the gospel story in Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35, he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it and I think that links very clearly to what Martin said to us this morning that we're called not just to spread our coats out before Jesus but to give our lives to him. That he can take our broken, messy lives and he can piece them together into something special because of the cross. That's what makes it possible. Our forgiveness, our healing, our spiritual growth, it all comes from the cross. 
That's how important the cross is. I love this banner here. Don't you like it? It's a gift to us from the Dickens Heath Church where they used it for a while. It's bright and colorful. And yet it has the cross as the key to the design. Our faith is full of life and color. But at the heart of it is that most awful of awful moments where Jesus died on the cross. This is the hope that we have. And this is the gospel that we share. And it's all about Jesus. So whatever else is happening this week, will you focus your heart and mind on the cross? If you happen to be in Birmingham this week, then uh, Salt Mine are delivering a passion play out in the streets in Birmingham. And uh, if I just look up the details for a moment, here they are. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 12.30 each day at the Bullring near Waterstones, finishing around 2 o'clock inside St. Philip's Cathedral. Uh, it's a non-ticket event. Everyone is welcome. Uh, but remember that. Pray for the Salt Mine Theatre Company as they present the message of the cross to the crowds in the streets in the centre of Birmingham in what I'm sure will be a very powerful, a very professional and a very spirit-filled presentation. For ourselves on Good Friday as we walk from Our Lady of the Wayside down to uh, Parkgate, an opportunity again to be public and visible about our faith. And outside Asda on Friday morning, if you want to come uh, at any stage in the morning, we'll be set up from about half past ten, ready to receive the walk of witness when they arrive at twelve o'clock. And uh, we're seeking to engage with the public and ask them what Easter means to them and share something of what it means to us uh, with some activities for children as well. That's outside Asda on Friday. If you'd like to be up early on Sunday morning and join in breakfast, there are those uh, who are organising breakfast here. Do sign up on the, uh, on the board, on the, the pews there, and uh, come in for breakfast and then worship with us next Sunday morning. But that's only just one or two of the things that are happening that are to do with us here and other Christians. What's equally important are the people that you meet this week the places where God takes you and how you can live your life as a living testimony to this most significant time of year and put the cross right at the center of your life.